Shabbos, Perik Tezayin, Mishnah Ches, 16.8, the last of the Perik, and an important Mishnah that discusses the halachas of getting benefit from the work of a non-Jew done on Shabbos. The Mishnah says, Ovid kochavim shehidlik esaner. If you have a Gentile who lights a candle, if he did it for himself, so then Mishta Mishla'oro, the Yisrael, the Jew, can also get benefit from the light that of the candle that was lit by the non-Jew. The reason is because the Gentile did it for himself. And there's no issue of emir la'akum, no issue of having told him or hinted to him to do something on behalf of the Jew. However, ve'im bishvil Yisrael, if the reason that the Gentile lit the candle was to provide light for the Jew, then asur, then a Jew may not get benefit from it. And the truth is that's for any Jew. No Jew may get benefit from the light then done on Shabbos because it was done for the benefit of a Jew. Now, this is true even if the Jew never asked or even hinted for the Gentile to light the candle. Um, the reason why is because um, next time he will. Now, if that's the case, and it is, so then you have to ask yourself why this isn't um, a violation of the, the general principle that the Chazal don't do a gzer la gzer. They don't do uh, rabbinic enactments to protect rabbinic enactments. Usually the purpose of a gzer, a protective fence, is, protect, is to protect a the issue, protect the Torah itself. And usually we don't make a fence to protect a fence. So here I'm suggesting it is like a fence to protect a fence because the din derabanan of prohibiting asking a Gentile to do work for you on Shabbos is lest you come to do it. And now we're saying, don't even get benefit from the Gentiles doing the work for you when you didn't ask, lest you come to yes, ask him, which is only an issue derabanan in its own right. So the answer is, or answer is, that while it's true that normally we don't do a gzera like gzera, we don't do two levels of protective fencing. Um, that is if there was a protective fence and then the rabbis came another day to add further protection to that fence. However, if at the time that the original gazera was enacted, um, it's very possible that it could have like multiple you know, parameters. And that's what happened over here. In other words, the rabbi said, um, we're afraid Jews will come to do Malach on Shabbos, and therefore we say you can't ask Gentiles to do work for you. If it's us for you, it's us to ask a Gentile to do it. And part of that gazera at that time was... And even if a Gentile does do benefit for you, and I'm doing some malach that would be forbidden for you, um, you still can't get benefit from it. So that was the single two facets, the composite facets of that one gazera. Okay, so principle is very straightforward then in the Mishnah, which is um, if the Gentile does it for himself, benefit is permitted. If he does it for the Jew, Jews may not get benefit from it. The Mishnah goes on to say a, a similar case. Mila maim lahashkos behemto. Let's say the Gentile filled up a water trough to water his animals. Now, the case is that you have a well that's in Arishus Harabim, and the well, being that it's got walls that are 10 Tvachim high, and it's 4 Tvachim across, the water inside the well is inside a Rishus HaYachid. So you're transferring the water from the well to the watering trough that's transferring from Rishus HaYachid to Rishus HaRabim, good old Hotzah, and Asar Midoraisa. So you have a Jew doing Malacha, like lighting a candle, but he's doing it for himself to water his own animals. So then if there's leftover water inside the trough, mashka achrav Yisrael, the din is that Jew may come afterwards and use that water to water his own animals, um, like the previous case. V'im bishvil Yisrael, if, however, the water was drawn or extra water was drawn for the benefit of a Jew, so then usher than a Jew, no Jew may get benefit from that water. Um, he'd have to wait until after Shabbos, and even then, technically, you have to wait what's called b'chdei shiyasu, the amount of time it would take to do that malacha. So if it takes, you know, let's say it takes three minutes to get water out of a well and fill into the, the watering trough, the Jew would have to wait till 
three minutes after Shabbos ends before getting any benefit from that water. Now again, you have to ask yourself, these two cases are basically identical, the candle lighting and the water drawing, and therefore the question is, why does the Mishra bring both cases? And the Gemara answers, um, because um, you might have thought if it just taught the candle case, the candles are particularly lenient because, listen, one candle can work for 100 people, so the Gentile gets benefit off also, um, automatically. Whereas if you just talk the water in case, you would think that's because only one person can drink water once, and therefore it's to the benefit of the Jew to the exclusion of the Gentiles. So you might think it's strict there, but it's more lenient in the case of the candle. And either way, the halachas are, like I just said, in both cases, fine. Now we have a third case, which really sets up the exact same kind of setup. Here you have um, a, a Jew, excuse me, a non-Jew, Asa Ovid Kochavim, Kevesh, lay red bow. You have a Gentile, as well as Jews, on a ship, and he, on Shabbos, establishes a gangplank to exit from the ship onto the dock. So that would involve the malach of, of Bone and maybe Makab of Patish. Um, so you, you can't start setting up ramps on Shabbos, but this Gentile did. So Yorid Achar of the Yisrael, the Jews on the boat can walk off the gangplank after the Gentile. The reason why is because he obviously did it for himself, and it's really exactly analogous um, to the previous cases, um, like the candle, etc. Um, the reason why the Mishnah brings us third case is simply to introduce an actual Ma'asa Rav, something that really happened, because Ma'asa, it really happened, Rabban Gamliel Uzakanim, the Rabban Gamliel and the elders, Shahayu Bambasfina, they were on a ship, and they came into port, it was Shabbos, Va'asa over Kochavim Kevesh, Leiridbo, and a Gentile on the ship established the gangplank, and he went off Vyardu Vo Rabban Gamliel Uzakanim, and after he got off, Rabbi Gamliel and other rabbis got off the ship as well, using the same gangplank to show that it's permitted to do so. They didn't wait. They didn't wait till after Shabbos. Um, side point, you may ask yourself, normally if a ship comes to dock on Shabbos, it's forbidden to leave the ship because um, the dock was beyond the Tchum, the 2000 Amma limit around which one can walk, which was established when they were on the ship when it was Spanish Masha, so Shabbos came in. Um, but this case of the Mishnah is very probably referring to the same story that happens in Masech's Ervin in the fourth parak, Mishnah Dalad, where we have the story of Rabbi Gamliel, along with three other rabbis, um, getting off a ship. And they asked him, Rabbi Kiva Yeshua, Elizabeth Azariah, asked him, um, were we in the Tachum of the city within 2000 Amos of the port when um, it was Banish Mashas? And Rabbi Gamliel had a like an astrolabe, some kind of you know, device to measure the distance um, from shore. And he says, we were within 2,000 Amos, so therefore we were in the Tchum, and therefore, yes, we may get off the ship. And that was the case over here. Um, they got off the ship, and the point of the mission here is not about the Tchum issue, it's simply about getting benefit from a Gentile's work when the Gentile did it for his own benefit. And we say, yes, it's permitted. Again, Halach Lamaisa, it is permitted, provided that A, you don't ask the Gentile to do it for you, and B, if the Gentile um, did do it for you, even without asking, you can... You must wait, in fact, not just till after Shabbos, but every Jew, not just the ones for whom the gentle acted for, but every Jew must wait the amount of time it takes um, after Shabbos to get that work done. So again, if it took 10 minutes to set up a gangplank, you have to wait 10 minutes after Shabbos. Um, uh, important also, side point back on the water filling, which really reflects on these also. Um, we said that if the Gentile filled up the water for himself, you could um, use it to water your animals after he's done with it. Um, the case there is assuming that the Gentile didn't know the Jew. If the Gentile and Jew have a pre-existing relationship, so then um, the assumption is that the Gentile left over water knowing it was for the benefit of the Jew, and therefore we have to be machmir for that and assume that he did it um, 
for the benefit of the Jew. So the case of the Mishnah over there, and which would reflect back in other similar cases like the gangplank, etc., is where the Gentile had no relationship with the Jew and therefore he was acting solely out of his own motivation and whatever's left over for the for the Jews, um, like in the case of the water, um, was just, just an accident.